Hey, welcome to the Fusion ATL podcast. This is Pastor Vance. If you're not familiar with Fusion, we are the young adult ministry for Victory World Church in Norcross, Georgia. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Fusion ATL. I hope you enjoy this message and we look forward to seeing you soon. What's up, Fusion? I miss y'all, man. I miss y'all. It's been, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm not really <laughs> For real, it's been a minute since I've been up here with you guys. The people have spoken. Here I am, because all you guys are like, I want to hear Tay. You know, so I'm here, and I'm excited to be here, man. Did you guys have a good Valentine's Friday? You know, maybe some Galentines for all of us. <laughs> I did, you know, Friday night, I had a Galentine, just in case y'all are wondering. Uh, me and my roommates, we watched the movie and, you know, just hung out, ate all the things that are not healthy for you. But hey, you know, here we are trying to make an impact on the world one day at a time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, so again, I'm excited. To be here with you guys tonight, I'm excited for what um, the Lord has placed in my heart to share with you. Um, again, it's, it's been a minute since I've been up here, and so I would appreciate if y'all, you know, talk back to me, all right? None of that quiet, sitting there looking, you know, sick in the face. Y'all, can y'all be engaged, engaging? I'll try to be engaging back. Is that cool? Cool. All right. All right. I'll... I love you too. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. <laughs> all right, so I am going to pray real quick and then we can get into the word, all right? All right, dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are, God. We honor you. God, do what only you can do in this place. God, I pray that you would increase in me, Father God, and that I would decrease myself. I pray that you would speak through me, that everything that I speak would be of you. Open up the ears of your people and the hearts to receive you, God. We love you, we honor you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. 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 So we are in a series called Uncomfortable. Say uncomfortable. 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 And so tonight, man, I wanted to talk to you guys about family. Family, family. Anybody family people in here? You know, you love your family? Because I, me, myself, and I, I'm a diehard family person. I have a younger brother. Uh, who's 21 years old, um, and I love him so much, and obviously my parents too, not just my brother. Um, but then also my extended family. I just love family. Anybody? Anybody with me? All right, cool. See, that's what I'm talking about. I need you guys to be with me. Be with me. All right, all right. So ah, the, the title of tonight's message is called One Moment. One Moment. If you're taking notes, One Moment. Moment. My name is Tay, if you don't know. Shantae, if you really want to. Oh, that is not how you spell my name. But, <laughs> but that works too. Shantae is my real name. But okay, I'm sorry. That's the thing about me. I'm, I am very like, oh, squirrel. But I'm coming back. I'm coming back. All right. So the title of my message is called One Moment. Uh, the one thing that I see sometimes in, you know, Christianity or, you know, just within the body of people that is that it can be so much easier for us to share the love of Jesus, you know, with a stranger or maybe, you know, someone on a missions trip or someone on the side of the road that we don't know more than, you know, our own family, someone that we love. 
You know, and for me, I know that you guys are like, you know, no, that's not me. I share the love of Jesus with everybody. But for your girl up here, man, it can be hard sometimes because it's like, dang, I don't, when I go home, I'm trying to chill. Anybody? I'm trying to watch TV, relax, and chill. I'm not trying to hear all this crazy stuff. You know, I don't want to go into deep theology with you. And that could be some of the reasons why we don't as well. I know y'all are out there. I know some of y'all be like, when I go home, I'm not trying to talk about all this. Meet me at church and we can do that. So I know, I know, don't act like it, don't act like it. But for me, I know it's like, man, I'm trying to go home and chill. I'm trying to go home and relax, hang out, have a good time. I, I don't really wanna, you know, do all that. Or maybe I'm like, gosh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time, I'm tired. I don't have enough energy, you know. And the biggest thing for me, <laughs> the biggest thing for me is that I have to go back home to these people, okay? Like I have to spend my entire life with these people. So for example, let me tell you, if you come up to the altar and you're like, Tay, I need you, I need to talk. I'm like, okay, great, you know, that's awesome because I know, you know, I'm gonna pray for you, we're gonna have our moment. I'm gonna go over to my house when we're done and you're gonna go somewhere else, <laughs> and that's the end of it. But I know with my family, sometimes I'm like, all right, we're gonna have this moment, and then they wanna ask dumb questions. I mean, <laughs> they wanna ask questions, <laughs> and I'm just not, I'm not into it. For example, let me tell you. So I have an uncle, I have lots of uncles for any of my family that will ever watch this. I have an uncle that, uh, knows that, you know, I'm a pastor and I went to um, Bible college and, you know, studied and did all this stuff. And uh, so I went to his house for dinner, me and my mom, and, you know, I get there. I'm like, hey, Uncle Blank. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he's like, hey, what's up, Dana? How you doing? All this stuff. And so I's like, I'm doing good. He's like, how's, pastor, um, how's being a pastor? How's being in Atlanta? I'm like, yeah, it's going good. You know, I'm loving it. And then he's like, you know, but you went to, you went to Bible college too, didn't you, for all that? I'm like, yeah, you know, of course, you know that. We talked about this, but sure. And he's like, uh, so, you know, you studied the word and you, you studied all this stuff. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I did all that. You know, get to your question, what's up? He's like, so, you know, let me just, let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> and so, you know, when they're like that, it's like, what? What you about to say? You about to say something real crazy. Let me ask you this. So, do you believe that the whole word of God is true, like the entirety of the Bible is true. And in that moment, <laughs> sad to say, my whole demeanor changes because I know this man. I've worshiped alongside this man, you know, and you know, I've seen him do all these other things and I'm like, you know, I, was, I got mad, listen, Grace, <laughs> Grace. I said, you know, Yes, yes, you know, I believe it's true, the whole thing from beginning to end. And so then he's like, you do all right, right? He's like, so, you know, <laughs> no, maybe. so he's like, so, uh, you know, in the beginning, you know, when, when Satan came and he, he tempted Eve and Adam, like, snakes can't really talk. <laughs> so how is that to be true? trying to make a debate. You're not trying to figure out, you know, how this is really, you're, you're trying to start something up. So at this point, I'm like, bruh, I'm trying to eat one. That's number one. 
What oh gosh, if you know me and my love for food, you don't want to interfere. But I'm trying to eat at this point, and I'm like, listen, all right. I kind of get an attitude. We don't need to go into the rest of the story. But all that to say is like when it was him, you know, I had this posture of like, man, you already know that. I was frustrated right from the get-go. But if one of you came up to me and asked me that, I'd be like, you know what, step into my corner, step into my, you know, little office. Let's talk about this. So what are you really, you know, and just wanted to go deep and then have a whole different posture. And I feel like sometimes, you know, when it comes to our families, we may be in that same vein of like, oh, you know, this is my family, you know, they're annoying, they be doing crazy stuff. But then when it comes to us in the church in a different environment, we're like, how can I serve? What can I do? Sign me up. You know, and we forget about where we came from. We forget about the people that raised us, the people that we spend day-to-day life with. So easily, you know, we can grow and mature in our faith, and we can, you know, uh, help all these people get to know Jesus and have all these uh, encounters with him. When our family members that we have so-called forgotten about or even left behind or decaying spiritually because we're just like, oh, I don't feel like it today. Oh, I don't want to go over there and talk to old Billy. You know, like, because, because we don't want to. And we forget that our family members need Jesus too. Just as much as Man, the person next to you, just as much as the person that you meet on your missions trip or your outreach or whatever it may be, they need Jesus too. You see, in the church, we don't really talk about this as much, and I I know that this is something that is so important to remind ourselves of, that as we are continuing to, um, you know, do what God has called us to do, as we are continuing to, um, you know, grow in the word and grow in our faith and all these things, we have to be reminded that, man, we're not supposed to be leaving these people behind because we don't feel like it in the moment. You know, the enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We all know that. But one of the biggest things that he is coming to destroy are our families. Man, we see that in our marriages that are being separated. People are having affairs all over every end. Nobody's disqualified. Children are having to go to to counseling because of what's going on in the home. The enemy is, is after our family. But what are we doing about it? And when I say we, I'm saying me too. Because when I was preparing this message, man, Jesus was like, bah, bah, bah. and I'm just like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> all right, Lord, you know, because it's so true. I, uh, listen, if not for you, then for me, like, gosh, because I, I get so, you know, wrapped up and excited. And this is all good about, you know, where God has taken me, what God is doing through you guys, all this stuff. And then I get, you know, say, for example, I was just in Rochester um, visiting my family. They were wilding. And I was just like, ah, (laughs) you know, y'all do what y'all want to do. But for example, like if I saw, for example, one of our leaders doing some of the stuff that they were doing, the first thing that I would do is say, yo, what's up? But what's the difference between them 
and my family. I mean, these are the people that I'm saying I love. These are the people that I'm telling them, man, I love you. But we are quick to be like, ah, not me, Lord, too tired. You know, God's like, hey, I need you to go and um, tell Cousin Billy about Jesus. Woo, I don't know if I heard that right. Or whatever. Gosh, we have to realize that our families are important and they need Jesus just as much as me, you, and anybody else that you want to proclaim the gospel to. And I realized that it is not easy. Some of us, we come to, uh, out of families that, like me, I love y'all though, be buckwilding out here, you know? And it's difficult, it's difficult, it's different. It's not always easy. But God didn't call us to live a life of, com of com comfortability. <laughs> That's a hard word, comfortability. Comfortability. He did not lead us to live a life of that. <laughs> but for us, man, sometimes it's gonna be uncomfortable. I'm talking about my man Jesus, who straight up, they spat in his face. What? His brothers straight up did not believe him when they said they were gonna kill him. They mocked him, had the worst type of death of all time, and this man is like, you know, forgive them, Lord. What? <laughs> Even through all of that, still showed them love. Even though he was hurt, still showed them love. And so tonight, I want to um, take you through the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42 in the NIV. This is where Jesus and his disciples are traveling and they end up in a village uh, in, in this house, Martha and Mary's house. And here in verse 38, it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had been made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do work all by myself? Tell her to help me. First of all, if I was Jesus, I'd be like, who are you yelling at? <laughs> who are you talking to? You better back up. But you know what? Jesus is like, Martha, Martha, relax. You are worried and upset about many things. I thought about Sasha when I, when I said, I better back up. She'd be coming at me. Okay, sorry. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You see, in this passage, most times, Jesus just wants to come into our home and have a moment with us. A moment with someone in your family. 
But sometimes we can be like Martha and be so caught up in trying to clean up and do all these things for God and trying to serve and trying to work to, to do what, you know, he's called us to do and go here and go there and do all this stuff. And Jesus is like, yo, man, I, I don't care about all that. First of all, I'm already here. I see that your house is dirty. <laughs> like, I see the dust bunnies in the corner. I saw the, the laundry you should have folded up two weeks ago. Like, I'm already here, you know? And so Jesus is like, nah, I'm here with Mary. I just want to have a moment. I just want to be here and have a moment with my daughter. And some of us, we may be in here and we may be like, Man, in order for, for God to love me, in order for me to feel validated by the Father, then I have to do all this stuff. I have to serve in five, six places. I, when if you serve and don't stop. But I have to, you know, do all this stuff. And I have to go here and I have to go there. So that Jesus can love me. And I want to tell you, no, all he wants is one moment with you. Because Jesus knew that that one moment will last forever. Truth be told, Mary and Martha, their houses are going to be dirty again. Our houses, they're going to be dirty again. And we're going to be like, Jesus, help me, clean it, fix it, all this stuff. But that moment with God is what lasts. That moment with Jesus is what takes place over anything else. And he saw that. And sometimes, man, if we're not careful, gosh, we can get so caught up in the wrong things, the things that Jesus never cared about in the first place, because he wants your heart. He wants that relationship. And so what are we doing to help foster those relationships in our families, and I'm not only talking about mom and dad and brother and sister, because you might be in here like, oh, mom and dad's good. Okay, what about cousin, Uncle Joe? I'm talking about the guy that comes up to, you know, the cookout. And hey, let me hold something. That guy. You know, like, man, for real, like, I'm talking about our family. There is somebody that you know that needs Jesus, that needs to have that merry moment. Because it, it says that she is at his feet and just listening to him. There is something that Jesus wanted to say. There is something that Jesus is wanting to say to the people in your lives. There are something that Jesus wants to say to you. Allow him to have that one moment. But again, what are we doing to foster that? How are we loving on maybe the people that don't love us back? It's quiet in here. I told y'all I wanted y'all to talk back to me. <laughs> but for real, how are we doing with that? The one thing that, that stood out to me was that when Mary chose Jesus, the one thing that he said 
was that this will never be taken away. This will never be taken away. This moment, she will remember forever. How can we be better at cleaning up our houses? Because I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that, you know, growing in the Lord and doing all these things for your church and schools and all that stuff is a bad thing. I'm just saying that there's a balance there. And I know that some of you may be married and have kids and all this stuff, and there, again, there's a separation, there's a balance. But at the same time, like I said before, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget that your family members need Jesus too. And so there are three things that I want you to remember. Say three things. Three things. things. All right, number one, if you're taking notes. Anybody taking notes? Make me happy. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for meeting my emotional needs. Okay, number one. I'm just kidding. I'm totally messing around. Uh, Our personal house can't devalue a moment with the Father. Our personal house can't devalue a moment with the Father. Obviously, Martha didn't think that what uh, Mary was doing was as important. She didn't think that it was important enough. I mean, I'm talking about her sister, someone that she loves is having a moment with Jesus and she got an attitude. I mean, there's exclamation marks in, in the text. So she's yelling. Again, Jesus is better than me. I'm like, Martha, you better back up. But for real, um, Martha didn't think that, that that was worth it. So what does that mean for all of us? What does that mean for you and me? Gosh, we can't get so wrapped up in our own selves that we forget or we think that those things matter more than having a moment with God than our family members having a moment with God. Because that, again, that is what will last. Some of us, we're looking for, you know, the latest mission trips to be a part of, or the biggest outreaches or whatever. And again, I'm not saying that's bad because I've been on plenty myself. But we have to realize that our first mission should be our home. Our first mission should be the people that we love Man, we're out here and we're going hard, winning people for Jesus, and that's awesome. But when was the last time you had a conversation with someone in your family? In your family. And I am guilty of this too. Because again, when I go home, I'm trying to chill. You know? Grey's Anatomy, (laughs) All-American. Y'all know that one. (laughs) And it can be hard sometimes. But this is what God has called us to do. His love is not conditional. Love God, love people. Not love God, love people when you want to. 
or when we feel like it, I should say. If you say you love your family, then show them. Because honestly, they don't care that you come to two services out of the week. They don't care that you have Christian t-shirts labeled across your chest. It's not about that. What it's about is how you made them feel and the impact that you have made in their lives. What are they saying about you when you're not around? Not saying that you go to church, you do all this stuff, but what are they saying about you when it comes to how you make them feel? How are you different? Not saying that you're better by any means. We're all sinners in this joint. But for real, what are they saying about you? Man, it, it can be kind of hard sometimes because, gosh, for myself, have youth group students, you know, or friends or whatever, man, you have really helped me in this. You've really changed the path of my life. You really opened up my eyes. But when it comes to my family, it's like, man, I didn't, I've never seen that side of you. because I don't feel like it. But who am I to choose who I share the love of Christ with? Who am I? It's not up to us to choose. His love is unconditional. And we have to be able to know that we can share the love of Christ to everybody, not just who we choose or how we feel. It's up to us in this room. And so point number two, say number two. We can't just rely on the church. We can't. The church, you know, I love the church. I'm a part of the church. I'm with it. But man, it, it serves one day, maybe two. Two, I'm being generous because most people don't come on weekday services, let's be honest. Unless they're coming to all four, four services, then maybe. But I doubt it. That doesn't serve the purpose. What about Monday through Friday? Church is about 10, eight to 10 days out of the month. What about the other 20? Our families need us to be Jesus with skin on, as Jeannie Mayo always says. She told me to shout her out, so I'm shouting you out, mother, I love you. <laughs> to be Jesus with skin on. And you're like, hey, okay, I get it. I understand my family. How do I do that? Ask me, how do I do that? Thank you. I'm so glad that you asked. Listen, make some phone calls. Make some phone calls. When you invite your, your cousin, your aunt, uncle, whoever it may be to church, call them and ask them. Man, what did the message say to do for you? What did, what did you feel in worship? 
and have that conversation. And I know, you know, Uncle Billy and Aunt Joe, they talk for a long time. You ain't trying to hear, you know, you're not trying to talk for a long time. But what if it were you? For the parents in here, what if it was your kid that needed to be loved? So have those conversations and, and talk to them and, and, and love on them. Even when you feel like they don't deserve it. That's the catch. Because, like, I see you out here. You know what's right. And you're still out here doing yourself. I'm not talking about any of y'all. I'm talking about, you know, them out there. Because I know y'all like, dang, it's fine. We good. We here. Family. <laughs> but for real, make those appropriate calls and have a conversation. Man, invite them to, the, to events at your church if this isn't your home church. Invite them to Fusion if they're 18 to 35. Don't be. <laughs> if not, if they're older than that, we have different things that they can be a part of. But I'm saying, like, invite people in. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious, though. Stop playing. <laughs> invite people. Man, it's, it's, it's not about how we feel. Because if we rely too much on that, gosh. What happens to all the people that may be counting on us? It's time for us to wake up to grow up and to realize, man, it's not all about us. We as Christians, man, we don't, we don't get to take off our Christianity cap when we go home. We don't get to take it off when we don't feel like it. Or when that person hurt me or whatever. And I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying that we don't have mess ups. Because grace, man, grace. See? She knows. <laughs> you know, and so um, it's crazy <laughs> because Mary, straight up, she did not have a moment in this huge synagogue or, you know, in a small group, or, you know, whatever. She had a moment with Jesus in her home. In her home. It didn't need to take all these lights, all these, you know, fancy songs, all this stuff. Nah, Jesus is like, you don't need to clean that up. I'm right here. I already know your mess anyway. I already see it. I smell it. but I just want to have a relationship with you because I love you. You may be new to all of this, this whole Christianity thing. God doesn't care about what you did back then, what you probably did before you came in here. Tonight, he wants to have a relationship with you. Tonight, he wants to give you a moment 
so that you can experience his love. And you may be like, Tay, you know, I'm not, yeah, you'll see. God is good. All the time. And all the time. Shout out to me. <laughs> In Philippians 2, 3, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. This is the NIV. Or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, values, value others above yourselves. This right here is the hardest thing to do, especially when it comes to your family members. For me, I know specifically. Because I'm like, you out here doing your own thing, and I'm here serving the Lord, you know, going in. I'm serving two, three, four places, connections, team all lock. I'm doing, okay. But then you want me to value them? Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we, we make these excuses of like, man, I don't have time. I don't feel like doing that. Or I don't want to do that. Could we imagine, real quick, if Jesus had that same mentality? Like, for real, I was thinking about that today of like, yo, what if Jesus was like, I don't feel like giving out grace today. Wait, what? Jesus? Please, I need you. You know, like, what if? You know what I'm saying? Like... Especially because, for, for example, you know, sometimes you may have a cousin, an uncle. They know you got a new job. They call you up. They're like, man, I need $100. Like, man, you ain't called me since Christmas. You ain't wished me a, a happy Valentine's Day. I ain't talked to you in a long time. Now, all of a sudden, you know I got a job, and you want to try to call me and ask me for money. How is that showing Jesus? How? Oh, but if Jesus said it, oh, you want to put me on the sidelines last week. Now you in something and you want me to help you get out. What? Like, for real? It's like, oh, you wasn't thinking about me. You was big and bad last week. You know, you was, you was hitting the clothes last week. You was chilling. Oh, but now, woo, now you want to be an altar. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no, but for real, like what if Jesus treated us that way? We need to be able to be Jesus with skin on. Because I'm telling you, if, if you were on a mission trip, I'm, let me talk about for me, 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 me. If I was on a mission trip, and someone said, man, I need, I'm struggling, you know, I got a family over here, I need $100. Okay, sure, you know, Lord, you know, gave me that, I can give it to you. But let it, whatever, come up. I'm like, nah, it's a little tight. <laughs> a little tight this month. You know, like, come on. And you know you got it. Be pulling out the fresh shoes. <laughs> For real, like, 
to be Jesus to everybody. We can't forget where we came from. We can't. How? I mean, again, these are the people that I'm saying, I love you. That has to be more than just a statement. Or just a goodbye off of, off of the phone or whatever. I'm telling you, I love you. We have to be willing to decrease ourselves so that he can increase in us to help other people. We need to be an example of who Jesus is so that people can want to get to know him. The people in your family should want to get to know Jesus by how you act, not by what you say. And I'm not saying go and give them a whole bunch of money. If you got it, so be it. But man, love on some people. Better yet, love on the ones that don't love you back. That right there. Somebody say, ouch. Woo, me too, man. So point number three, and, and you know, I'm not long-winded. I won't be before you long. Try not to be. <laughs> Your family needs you. Your family needs you. Your family needs you to listen more than you talk. Your family needs you to serve more than you control. Your family needs you to pray more than you preach. And you may say, Tay, I'm new to all this stuff. I don't know any of this. How can I share with my family what I don't know? You've picked a great night to come to Fusion. Because every person in this room I'm believing will experience the love of God. And you will be able to take that into your families, into your homes, to change that around. Because if you don't do it, then who will? If we don't change, then who will? We can't keep relying on other people or saying, oh, I'll get to it later. Oh, you know, they'll go to church. Pastor Dennis will definitely help them out. That was like a get them. We can't rely on that. God has put us in our specific families for a reason. For a reason to be a light and to love them right where they are. And I'm not saying that it's gonna be easy. I'm definitely not saying your family is perfect. 
Because, I, I mean, there's so many people in here. I don't, I don't know all of your family stories and dynamics and cultures and everything. I don't know. But I do know that, man, we can start with prayer. To start to have those conversations, to mend those relationships. Maybe there's some people in here that need to forgive some people in your family. But we can't give up on them. Why? Because if you don't hear anything else I say tonight, you need to know that heaven and hell are real for every person. Those are real places for every person. Not just the people that you meet on the, on the weekends or uh, midweek services or that you come in contact with on a mission trip, whatever that may be. But I'm talking about for the people that you love, that you care for, that you may say goodnight to before you go to bed, that you do day-to-day life with. John 15, five in the NIV says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We need to be the ones that God uses to remind people, gosh, that we need him. There are people in our families that right now we know they can't do anything because they don't have Jesus. That should burn a passion in you. A fire in you. I mean, again, like, I keep saying this because God loves me so much. He loves you guys so much. So much that we can go out and share that same love. But we have to choose. And if you say you love the way that you do, you love God the way that you do, then you will love his people. All of them. The one thing that gets me every time and one thing that I will constantly have to remind myself moving forward, and it's pretty deep because (laughs) it needs to be for me or else I'm still sitting, chilling, relaxing, shooting some b-ball. The one thing that I have to remind myself and tell myself is that when my, someone that I love stands before Jesus, I never want them to have to say, Jesus, I wish someone would have told me. 
I wish that I would have been worth somebody's time. I wish that somebody would have showed me your love or just sat down for just five minutes to tell me. That's what I had to tell myself. Because at the end of the day, man, you know Jesus, you're going to heaven. Pearly gates. But who's coming with you? Who's following you? It's not just about us. What about the people that we are constantly surrounded by? Who's following you? How are you cultivating those moments in your family, not just your immediate family? And I know, I get it, I am here. I understand that sometimes, man, I'm, I wanna chill, I wanna be doing my own thing, I wanna take a nap. If you know me, you know that I love naps. But man, is what I desire or what I wanna do worth somebody else's eternity? Is it worth it for just a moment? We have to be willing, man, to sacrifice some things that may be pleasing to us and realize, man, that this moment, this Mary moment will impact the kingdom because now Mary can go and tell people how she was impacted by Jesus. And then that person and then that person and then that person, could you imagine if everyone in this room spoke to just one person. It starts with us. It starts here. We can't forget where we came from. We can, can still can continue to go and move forward and do. Again, I'm not saying that that stuff is bad. God called us to bring some people with us. And so tonight, I want to give us a moment with the Father to be able to pray about, man, some people in our families, whether that is by name or whatever that may be. But before we do, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you may be in this room tonight and you may be thinking, man, if that is the Jesus that we serve, I wanna be a part of that. Or you may be thinking, man, I want to be loved just like Jesus sat down and talked to Mary. That he didn't care about what she did or what was going on around. All he wanted to do was have a relationship with her. That's what I want. I want to experience that love like never before. 
Or you may be in this room and you're like, gosh, I really haven't been living right. I really haven't, um, you know, been, been having that good example towards my family members. Or maybe you're out here and you're like, gosh, I just need Jesus and I wanna give my life to him. If that is you, if you could just lift your hand up. Lift it up high, there's hands all over. If you're saying, I just want a relationship with him or maybe you're just wanting to come back to him you want to experience that love. Come on, lift it up like you mean it. If you want it, lift your hand up. Amen. Amen. If you are under the sound of my voice, if everyone can just please repeat after me, we're going to pray the sinner's prayer so that we can be one body and one family in this place tonight. So just repeat after me, dear Jesus, I love you. I am a sinner and I am in need of a savior. God, I repent of my sins and my wrongdoings. You are my God. I know Jesus that you died for my sins and that you rose on the third day. So come into my life, make me new, make me whole so that I can do what you've called me to do. God, I, I let you know right now that I will follow you all the days of my life and I will dwell in your love. Thank you for choosing me and loving me right where I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Can you guys give it up for each other? Amen, amen. Hey, thank you for listening. We're so glad to have you as a part of our community. If you want to get connected any further, please visit fusionatl.org. You can get plugged into a small group there, and you can also send in a prayer request so that we can pray for you. Once again, thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of Fusion ATL.